0: electric sports talk a podcast dedicated entirely to sports and only sports today 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 we talk nascar now here are your hosts ty amos and chris
1: All right, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Nice to have you on the show once again. We're back talking some NASCAR.
0: You're back talking us already.
1: Back talking? Well, I think it's talking back. Maybe you mixed up the words there, Chris.
0: uh, No, you said it. Chris is
1: making the early entrance. How are you, Chris?
0: I'm dandy. Dandy. Super. Great. I finally come down off of my. uh, What would you call it? I don't know. A a late
1: night for an old man. That's what I call it.
0: Watching that. (laughs) Watching that race with NBC coverage. Oh, oh okay. I thought we were yeah. talking about you going to a baseball game. What would game. you call that?
1: Um, Rough, that's what i call it. <laughs> you seem to be taking a particularly uh, hostile approach to it, that's for <clears throat> sure. Well, you know. Oh, so much for the running order. I, I print out running orders for these guys, and <laughs> Amos throws it across the room. <laughs> uh, well, we've already gone off script, so hey, what the heck. Amos, hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, I was better before you threw my nice printed off <laughs> paper across the room. Well, I'll, I'll pick it up. I just I'm want sorry. to comment to Chris for
2: like make a comment on Chris's comment. So, is it or a question? Is it the NASCAR coverage or was it just the race in general that made us a little cranky? Uh, I, I,
0: it's the it, coverage. To me, it about, was yeah. the coverage. Yeah.
2: It, NBC just bothers me. That's all. Well, sure. I mean, they they have their shortcomings, but when two guys lead fifty laps of the race and there's no cautions, only but it's stage, uh-huh. and the most important, like the most exciting part of the race, took place in like a two lap span of sixty two laps. I mean, it's hard to place all the blame on NBC, right?
1: I, I enjoyed the race, actually. No, like well, the I mean, race I'm not itself, saying I enjoyed. I mean, yeah. I thought it was fine, but I'm just saying,
2: like, what can you do with the race? Like, you you can't create or pack any more drama into it.
1: Oh, well, I think they could have went to a few more commercials and, you know, nice, nice moments, yeah. <laughs> I think they could have taken more commercials. Hell, the most I mean, exciting moment of the whole a...
0: race, they were off at commercial. I know.
1: Yeah, the pass for the win... They had to come back from commercial. I'm like, hmm, nice. So he's running him down. We're watching it happen, and they're like, this is an excellent time to go to a commercial. And then, you know, obviously we we're spoiling the race. But later on, LH chasing him back down, and they're like, this is an excellent time for a commercial. And I'm no, like, no, no, we went to Rutledge Wood at the ice cream store. I'm like, dude, they're going to they're gonna freaking. He's going to pass him again when you guys are in commercial. All right. Anyways, we we can't complain about the coverage too much uh, because, you know. You know, I'm grateful. It is what it is. I'm
0: grateful that we get NASCAR coverage every week so that we Uh can sit and watch that race. Yeah. But please, will there be another network bid on the coverage? (laughs) Nope. And I don't know if there would be
1: one that would do any better. (laughs) So Hmm. I just, uh, like we've already said, I like Fox. I like... uh, the team with Fox, it's just, it's just a better team. Okay, anyways, let's get to the actual rundown. You guys are taking us off. See, so, I, you know, Chris, you say, oh, print me off a rundown. I, I don't need any more preparation than that. And then you've already taken <laughs> us off of it.
0: All by yourself. Okay, well, to get back on it, we're going to cover the Xfinity race <laughs> on Saturday, which was actually a more compelling race by it, some. It
1: was very entertaining towards the end. Yes. Um You watched the whole thing, you said. Uh Yeah, I did. Enjoyable, huh? Uh-huh.
0: It was good. Much more enjoyable than the cup race. Oh um, yeah. Far and away more enjoyable. I mean Noah Gregson going down the front or going down the straightaway, and all of a sudden you decide, This is a good place to turn right. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Which it wasn't a good place to turn right, but he thought it was.
1: So Gibbs passes Larson on the last lap of the race, uh, to get the win. Pretty big uh, win again for him, fourth of the season, eighth of his career. Think is his thirty eighth career race. I don't know about NXfinity or just overall between uh any level of NASCAR, the top three series. Uh that's that's a lot of races, I feel like. What that's eight in thirty-eight. We could do the math, but that's that feels like quite a few. So, uh the big question is, I guess, that we have, or I'm gonna pose to you guys, is we talked a little bit about the Gibbs situation already when I believe Martin Tricks Jr. resigned his contract, and what we've been talking about with, with uh, Kyle Bush uh, about how JGR seems to have a plan to keep him down in Xfinity for a couple more seasons and then bring him up when they feel like he's more ready. Uh, Chris, the, is he ready though? I mean, should we just make the push or should they
0: just make the push for him into Cup? Uh, what do you think? I, I think that it's a wise decision to leave him in Xfinity. I mean, the way I look at it, you know. If, if the guy goes in and wins every race in Xfinity, okay, fine, you know. The point is he's building experience and he's building maturity. Yeah. And he's he is only 19 years old, and, let you know, he's a baby-faced kid when you see him get out of the car. Yeah, he is. So I think it's, a, you know, to me it's a good decision, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, it's an excellent decision in the standpoint of, you know, so what? He goes out and dominates Xfinity. Great. Yeah, you know.
1: You don't you don't think he can do it at the next level or you just think the time and experience in the Xfinity is more I think he can do valuable? it at the
0: next level, but he's going to have a much more balanced career if he continues to race in the Xfinity series.
1: All right, Amos, uh, we talked a little bit about this over the weekend and you brought up the point like yes, he is indeed uh Gibb's grandson, but he has talent too.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, what, is, what did you say? Eight races, he's won in 38 starts yeah. in the Xfinity Series. It's pretty good numbers. Um, I just thought of this as we were kind of leading up to this subject is our most recent race winner, Tyler Reddick, was a two-time series Xfinity champion, has been in, I mean, not necessarily the best equipment through his cup career, but he's definitely... What would you say, top, top level, second tier, bottom level, first tier team? And he's well, got he's been in 90, playoff. He's been in playoff. He's been in the equipment. playoffs. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he's been in the playoffs. But it took him how many starts before he even won his first cup series cup series race? So, if the four guys that Joe Gibbs are winning, the current drivers are winning, and there's no rush, if there's nobody that's going to pluck Ty Gibbs out from underneath jgr and put him in a cup car then i don't see the need to rush him into something that's gonna make his life that much harder or ruin his career or just kind of
1: put a sour taste in his mouth so i don't know where else he would go either you know like it is it is his granddad that's that's pulling the strings for him i don't think i would really be like oh you know what well, Grandpa, uh, Kevin Harvick's retiring, and the four cars open. I'm going over there to Ford and Stuart Haas. See ya. Well, maybe if Joe Gibbs keeps blowing him off, he will go somewhere else, too. So Maybe. I, Depends I, maybe. on the situation bet-
2: that they have cooking. So.
1: I, Chris that. does bring up a good point. He's 19, though, so that's, that's extremely young uh, in all I mean, the kid can't even
0: buy a beer in anywhere in the country, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. let's face it, he's... He's a young kid. Talent is real, though. I think. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. I, I used it to It seems think... to be extremely real on the road courses. Yeah. Well, I I would agree with that. I used to
1: think Gregson was going to no. Gregson was going to be the next big thing. Um, but I'm, I'm more leaning towards Gibbs at this point for sure. So, yeah. all right. Um, uh, let's, uh, review the cup race. I think aim is kind of already spoiled the the grand review that we had for you guys. Okay. Um, <laughs> so let's move on to the next one. Oh, Chris is already yawning over it. <laughs> oh man. It must've been rough for you guys. Um, no, the basics, uh, Elliot led a huge part of the race. Had a very strong car. Won both stage, or no, well, he didn't win both stage one and two, but he might as well have because of pit strategy and everything. Um, But I believe it was Briscoe and Blaney as the stage winners.
0: Yeah, I think you're right.
1: So, But in all intents and purposes, uh, Elliott was winning that race. He just didn't get the playoff points for the stages. Um, Then Tyler Reddick makes a pass and leads the rest of the race. Um, Reddick was largely... In the top three all day, from what I could remember, and him and Elliot battled it out towards the end, and then Elliot faded when he tried to catch back up to him, and uh, Reddick ended up winning it by a pretty good margin, actually, and it was a, it was awesome. Um, you couldn't take that smile off that kid's face. So, uh, what else did I leave out of the review of Road America, Amos? No, that's pretty good coverage. I mean, it
2: really, <laughs> honestly, it was.
1: I mean, there were no incidents
2: to talk about. I think all your major players on road courses this year finished in the top ten. The guys that have been having trouble throughout most of the season are still having trouble. Uh, Tyler Reddick's win shakes up the point standings a little bit, but really other than that, there's not – I mean, as far as road courses go, it was a good road course race. I enjoyed it. I think – I don't know how much more drama or – hoopla you could put into the race. It was what it,
1: it is. What it is. The only drama thing was Logano taking out uh, Wallace, <laughs> which was pretty awesome. And then Wallace coming back and pushed him out uh, through the grass, which was entertaining. In in some aspects, I mean, I was a little annoyed because that's my guy. But uh, other than that, like there wasn't a lot of drama. There was yeah. like the chase down from Reddick, the NBC, you know, put us into commercial, like we already talked about when. And they come back, and he's like, oh, they're, he's making the pass. And I'm like, great, I would have liked to have watched the, the, more of the chase down. But there wasn't a lot of drama. You
0: know, the thing that's really starting to bug me about this new car mm-hmm. is, on paper, you look at the way the new car is constructed and all its components and all that, and it should be a fantastic road racing car. Yeah. I mean, this should be just absolutely, you know, the most competitive racing ...that they've got in the whole circuit. And I, to me, it's kind of a dud. On the you know? road courses? Yeah.
1: Some, some aspects, yeah.
0: I mean You know, I mean, uh, Sonoma was not what you'd call no, engaging. And this Road America, you know, I mean, it pretty much, you know, it wasn't that engaging. Uh, I'm really kind of disappointed with the way this new car races on road courses... And 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 I'm saying this because, like I said on paper, this car should be fantastic on road courses.
1: I think that uh, the Coda race was all right, though. Like, just talking about the road course that we've had. But yeah, these last two, largely dominated by a few people and uh, not super competitive at times. Yeah. I mean, with that being said, though, I did enjoy the race itself. It was, I thought it was kind of entertaining, trying to figure out the different strategies that people were we're implementing and uh, just kind of watching the field take shape. But it largely was a race dominated by Reddick, Elliott, and Larson. Uh, when it gets right down to it, those were the top guys all day. And uh, Chastain, I guess you could kind of add to that list because he was up there too. But it wasn't boring, Amos. Are we going to say it was boring? Um, maybe the average occasional watcher of NASCAR probably thought, hmm, that race sucked. Or what do you think? Yeah, so unless
2: you're a junkie, like most of us at this table, I don't I think you would consider this a boring race. I guess you can make the argument why there has not been a contract signed for a race next year at Road America between NASCAR and Road America. So but but I mean when you're a junkie you can find the things within the race that make it entertaining or for us to say it was like there's I'm sure there's people that are listening to this that watched the race and are just like, how can you say that was a good race? One guy led 30-something laps. The other guy passed that guy and led the rest. Yeah. There was no wrecks, no crack, no nothing. There wasn't even really any miscues on pit road. I mean, nobody's getting suspended other this than weekend. Other Hamlin
1: just running through pit boxes yeah, like Hamlin's, it was nothing. That was man. great.
2: But see, that that leads <laughs> to a whole nother topic we could get into. But I think... What, the, the
1: pit stalls being on the other well, side? Well, no.
2: Just, I just feel like there's a lack of concentration on the number 11 team, period. Oh. He is the only driver, and I, I mean, I've been watching NASCAR for 20-plus years, and and Chris has obviously watched it longer, and he can add to the comment if he wants, but the, I think I've heard of two other penalties where they've run through their pit box, too, too many pit boxes, and, and Hamlin does it twice in, in one successive pit stops. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. So anyway, my point is to a junkie it was a great race there was lots of cool things going on it shakes up the points if you're following it weekly as we are but mm-hmm. if you're not if you just tuned into it the laps were for him you know it took a minute for him to get around one lap there wasn't a, a lot of excitement <laughs> so you're it's like miles. you know i'm gonna change <laughs> yeah. the channel so yeah we'll see where if road america falls into the schedule next year i'll be
1: a little disappointed, but it is what it is. Bring back Kentucky. Yeah. All right. um, No, we'll see. I think there has been, you know, just slight talks of the the road race in Chicago. This might be a spot to slot it in there uh, on a weekend like this. I mean, oh, the, no. the thing that sucks about potentially not going back to Road America is, you know, now where does the 4th of July race go? Because it was kind of cool last year, I thought. Um, I didn't feel like there was as much fanfare this time. I don't. Know, maybe the coverage just didn't apply. Like I felt like the the fans really come through uh, last year, but this year it didn't seem like that. So I, mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just how it was presented. Uh, did they go back to Daytona maybe again for the fourth of July? We'll see. Um, the schedule might get a little bit of a shakeup for sure. I don't. I don't know if the road course will be as heavy next year. Um, yeah. I mean, what else do you want to say about the race, if anything, Chris?
0: Oh, I. I think we pretty well covered it, really. I Okay. <laughs> I You know, the thing with Hamlin is it, uh, it the pit road things being on the opposite side of the car, that's bunk. Turn left. That's bunk. You know, you <laughs> well, drop so... the jack, you turn left, and you gas it out of there. You know, this idea this like... of accelerating through 47 pistols. Well,
1: and they kept saying, like, oh, well, the pistols are on the passenger side, so you can't see it. I'm like, yeah, that might be the case. Like, when I drive down the road, I can't really see that well, you know, on that corner. But there's also, like, three pit stalls that you're legally allowed to go through. How do you, like, not get back in the, the lane of travel? Oh, that's very strange. Um, well, didn't I did he, enjoy it, though. I mean, I don't care. Denny Hamlin, yeah, more penalties than I But didn't, didn't he like go
2: through it. too many
1: pits leaving his
0: box? Yeah, yeah. leaving the box. No, no, yeah. that's so, what I'm saying.
1: Not getting in. Getting out. So he got in fine. <laughs> that's what I, say. Out. I Turn
0: left, you know? He would have you know. missed two
1: of them, at least. Yeah, he should have <laughs> took notes from freaking uh, Elliott, Elliot got out of that pit box on those green flag pit stops and he was freaking motor. He like sideways that thing out of there, avoided the wall, stayed in front of Reddick. Uh, I think that was maybe one of the most entertaining parts of the whole race was that green flag pit stop. Uh, that was, that was enjoyable for me. All right. Uh, Tyler Reddick gets his first career win. First win of this season, obviously that should go without saying. And it kind of shakes up the field a little bit. Um, he now locks himself into the playoffs he was outside the playoffs before this, so it's it's a pretty big result for him. And I'd say RCR, too. Now they don't have to have two guys fighting with each other over maybe the last spot um, or one of the last spots. So big for him, uh, but Amos, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe we'll see what you think here. Uh, this feels like Reddit could really rattle off more wins. Obviously, he probably should have... Upwards of three wins at this point. Uh, He really should have won at Bristol, and he had a great car in California, if I remember correctly. Or, uh, yeah, it was California where he had that leg problem, right? His leg kept going numb. He really could (laughs) have won those two races before this one. Uh, He kind of hit a slump after being spun out there at the dirt race in Bristol. But it feels like he's having, or he has the talent, he has the car, to really rattle off more wins than uh, just one. What do you think? Um... Right now, based on what I've
2: seen of Tyler Reddick, I think he's good for one win a season, honestly. I just don't see him. I don't know that I see the consistency or maybe it's the team he's on at the current point, but I just don't see a bunch of multi-win seasons. I don't really know that I'd say I consider him to be a true contender for the championship. Mm-hmm. So... I, I feel like he's a good driver. He has talent. Maybe he goes to a one of the upper-level, top-tier teams and is able to produce a little better result. But, I mean, RCR, over the last couple of years, has done real well, I feel like, mm-hmm. and they're right there contending. And you've rattled off a couple of races this year, and there were several last year where he had every opportunity to win and bad luck bit him a little bit, some of their own doing, some out of control, but... Yep. Their control, But I just, I like Redick. I think he's a fine racer. He's a clean racer. probably well-liked throughout the track or the garage area. Obviously, I think it was a cool win. I know you and I are pretty excited for him. But I just don't know that this is the catalyst that makes him like a two, three, four wins a season type guy moving forward.
1: All right, so first career win, Chris. Uh, I think, you know, just a hypothetical, The 10 car is an open spot next year. Uh, I've heard nothing to suggest that that seat will be filled by anyone. Is Tyler Reddick a real logical guy to put in the 10 seat if you're Stuart Haas? No. No? Okay, no.
0: And I'll tell you why. Because uh, Tyler Reddick signed uh, another one-year deal with Richard Childress Racing, so he's good for 2023. Stuart Haas
1: can come in. (laughs) Swoop him up, uh, pay the contract off. No, it's da, not da, 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 Ten.
0: They don't need no? somebody in the ten car bad enough to go through all that gyration. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> so you
1: think his future is at RCR? And well, I'm not
0: saying his future's at RCR going forward, but mm-hmm. for the next year, yeah, his future is there. So,
1: where do you think the long term uh, future of Tyler Reddick is after you know first career win? He's only what well, 26, 27, somewhere around there. So,
0: yeah. He's is he that old? I didn't even think he was old. Yeah, I mean, Point is, uh, I think what needs to be discussed with RCR is when do we decide that Tyler Reddick's the number one driver at RCR rather than Austin Dillon? Because the reality I think he is he is
1: already, isn't well, he?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, by virtue of the win, he's solidly in the top ten, you know, of the chase.
1: Okay, sure. Yeah but and is. Austin
0: Dillon's sitting in number twenty with no wins and quite a few points behind. So You know, that's probably the discussion that needs to be had is, well, okay, so what's the pecking order at RCR? In other words, who gets the best equipment? Who gets the best setup and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not, I don't have a clue what's going to happen with the number 10 car. I'm not 100% positive that with, you know, uh, that money going away by virtue of the fact that Eric Amarola leaves that car, that the number 10 will even be raced next year. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd, that'd be surprising, though, wouldn't it? Well, maybe, but not really. I mean, the number ten cars had a, a absolute terrible time of getting funding year in and year out until Eric Amarola took it. So, do
1: you think that it's a possibility that Stewart Haas would scale down to three cars?
0: I, I sure. Why not? I mean, it's a it's it's as likely a scenario as anything else you want to come up with. Uh-huh. And then if if they do what I was suggesting they're going to do, which is go to Dodge, I can totally see them scaling back to three or maybe even two cars because, you know, we're kind of in an open question as to whether Kevin Harvick's going to be racing next year, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I'd be surprised, though, if there was only three. I'd assume someone would fill the seat. Amos, you want to add anything onto it? Would you, do you think Reddick could go to the ten? So, I mean, I agree
2: with Chris's observation that he's in at RCR for 2023. I also agree with what you have to say, Ty, where just because you have contract doesn't mean you're bad. Like, there are, <laughs> there are ways to get, ways out, of to get out of it if yeah. somebody really wants to. Does the 10 car make sense? Sure, if it has sponsorship. I mean, let's face it, Stuart Hawes is a mid to upper level – tier one team, just cause they're not tearing down the track every week. doesn't yeah. mean that that's that they have the money, they have the sponsorship, they have the experience in the garage. So maybe Tyler Reddick hits that next step up and, and does better. So here's a little scenario. Tyler Reddick started out at junior Motorsports, then went to RCR in Xfinity and then moved up to the cup. Mm-hmm. Junior Motorsports has expressed interest in moving up to the Cup Series. Yeah. I think if RCR wants to be more competitive for anybody who's driving in his stable, he needs to move up from two cars, whether it's three or four. There's a huge relationship going back many years between Earnhardt's and
1: Childress Racing. Why not a combined venture to field four cars? Junior RCR. I mean, Bring in keep Reddick. Well, you obviously keep Reddick, but bring in Noah Gregson as one of your drivers. Sure, um, or maybe it's just maybe Zane it's Smith, just maybe
2: maybe it's just Junior Motorsports. Oh, I they mean take over RCR. RCR is not a spring chicken. He's been mm. in the sport for a long time, and yeah, he's. I I feel like Dylan has done enough. Both Dylan bro- brothers have done enough in their Cup Series career that they don't need to kind of. Be tugged along by grandpa's coattails to land a ride. I mean Austin Dillon's doing well. Ty Dillon is he's, he's had decent cars through the year through this season. So
1: yeah.
2: you need to have a, a charter. RCR has two charters. Well
1: and, and who's I mean talking I, about a four card team. I mean. Sure,
2: but RCR has trouble getting a sponsor. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Junior has an easier time getting sponsorship. So maybe they move up, they buy the two-car charter mm-hmm. and move up to a three or whatever. Maybe they do join forces. But for me, that scenario seems more realistic. I don't think Chevy's going to let Tyler Reddick go somewhere. He's, he's. I well, think yeah, right now, how... manufacturer input's going to have more of a say in where drivers go than it has in years past. So for me, that, that seems a better scenario or a more likely scenario than the number 10. And we could go on a side note on the number 10 and their sponsor. Smithfield's scaling back their operation and what they do out, you know, as a business. Yeah. So to me, that kind of tells me that there's been, maybe that's part of the reason why Amarola is retiring and, You know, they just kind of like, well, this is what's going on, and Emeril is like, well, I'm at this point, so sure, why not? Mm. So yeah, Stewart has may only have three teams, but I don't see that being a likely scenario.
1: I mean, but you're telling me that you're telling me Tony Stewart can't get sponsorship? Nah, no way, man. He went out there and got that sponsorship on Briscoe uh, with the Mahindra tractors. The High Point sponsorship seems pretty nice, so I do think Tony Stewart could get sponsorship. Uh, Chris, do you think the uh, junior motorsports takeover of RCR is realistic?
0: I mean, it's as realistic as any other thing that we've thrown out here. <laughs> okay, the show. fair I mean, enough. Sure, why not? I mean, Richard Childress is no spring chicken. He, I, he's seventy plus years old. Well, he's probably older than that. He's probably pushing eighty. Yeah. You know, so I like Jack Roush. You know, I can see him taking a back seat and being an advisory, oh. <laughs> you know, type owner. and Yeah, I mean, I could see it happening. Well, yeah,
1: I, I guess it's something to watch out for. I 76 mean, years old. 76, okay, so not like, not too old. You're not you're not that far behind him, Chris. <laughs> well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, but good. I'm not a team owner in NASCAR either. You so. don't got that stress? That's true. Uh,
1: just to, to wrap it up with Reddick, he is 26, and uh, the impacts of this win i think can be measured in some of the stuff we've talked about i do think personally and i know amos already said he doesn't but i think he can be a multi-win race uh driver he's got the talent to maybe he does need to go to better equipment but rcr has shown enough that they could win more races it's maybe some lack of talent um you know not to be too rude to the other driver but that's all i think and. My final point, you brought up like Chevy's not going to let him leave. I don't know where he's going to go then. You know, like, uh, Track House is young, well, younger and pretty established, it seems like. Maybe they'll grow. I don't see any reason why I'd go there. And Hendrix set for 10 plus years. So it's either he stays at RCR or he does have to move manufacturer or, you know, someone comes in and expands RCR
0: or whatever. Moving manufacturers isn't out of the question because whoever thought. Kevin Hardwick would be driving a Ford. Yeah, I never would have thought that either. But I
2: think with this car, with the day and age we have as drivers, I think there's more manufacturer input, especially if Dodge is rumored to come in or another manufacturer. So I think that plays more of a factor. But... Did anybody see Trackhouse racing by an out Chip Canassi? I mean, no, who's to no, say that like, who's who's Trackhouse your... doesn't go to Richard Childress and be like, bam, you're 76. Here's a pile of cash. Go swim in it. Yeah. He's instantly a four car <laughs> team funny. and that much bigger of a program. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean and who, who yeah. would have seen you know?
0: Trackhouse with three wins and, and consistent top tens? Week in and week out. Who better not, but, but Tyler Passed Reddick, Tyler, fits, yeah. I think he fits in well at Trackhouse. I mean, I think he obviously
2: he fit in well with Junior I in mean, the Xfinity Series. Does I think he? so because, because his
1: personality just strikes me as not. They yeah, seem but very a, like put my <laughs> shoulders out and run anyone over at Trackhouse. Well, Daniel Suarez is not that way.
2: Ross Chastain is, but Daniel Suarez... He's a good racer. He's
0: just a happy guy and glad to be where he's at. So's
2: Tyler Reddick. I mean, that dude, I was like, I don't know the guy. I mean, I could pick him out of a crowd, but I was genuinely happy. I mean, he beat my guy. So I obviously wanted Elliot to win, cement for sure his place in the chase and push on to a championship. But Mm -hmm. like, as the race went on, I was like, Dude, Elliot's car's
1: fading. I was getting way more excited for Reddick. So, I don't know. Well, not at the start. Though. I mean, when you initially noticed that he was catching him, you're like, this sucks. Yeah, well, of course, <laughs> yeah, <my guy's laughs> I want my gonna guy. Lose. Yeah, I want my guy. And then you're like, well, it's all right. At least it's not someone I hate. I'm like, well, yeah, but okay, at least, sure. like I, I <laughs>
2: did, this is what I told you, Ty. The, t- the two best cars of the day battled it out at the end of the race. It's yeah, not like true. pit strategy played a role and. Bubba Wallace or Chris Busher or Michael McDowell, not necessarily coming out of nowhere, but ended up yeah. winning the race. Like the two best cars were at the end of the race. The best car at the end of the race won the race. So,
1: all right. So let's update a little bit of the standings. We've already said a few times, uh, Reddick is in the playoffs now with that win. A few caveats <laughs> do come along with this, um, but this now gives us thirteen winners on the season. Projected cut lines got uh, Blaney 112 above the cut line, uh, Truex Jr. Uh, 61, and Bell currently in that last place with 20. So it feels almost like Blaney and Truex pretty safe, I think you could say, in the playoffs, unless there's, uh, they are 16 winners and they're not one of them. Uh, Bell is on the edge. Harvick is 20 behind him, and Amaral is 47. Then you have Jones, Dylan, McDowell. Down the line that seemed kind of far out. So Chris, is is the door kind of shutting on these guys for just points? Um, it, it almost feels well, like it, Harvick is the only guy that can reach back into the race here.
0: Yeah, I mean if you're below the cut line right now, you probably unless you win a race, you're probably gonna be below the cut line. Right I
1: know. It's just like it's not a close cut line race, either. No, it's not. There seems to be seventeen guys and Harvick's on the outside of those 17, unfortunately, for him right now. But really, like, no one else is challenging that much.
0: No. No, and I think Ryan Blaney's going to fix the problem for himself mm. this weekend at Atlanta. Okay. Mm. I'm just throwing that out. I think out. we I'm, have
1: all said that, so I'm, who's I'm picking first? first? I'm <laughs> obviously me, because I'm <laughs> not doing very well in points. Well,
0: we know who Amos is going <laughs> to take. No. Right? But, I mean, seriously, no. no you got to really? think about this, though, because Chase Elliott's favored, too. Mm. So I
1: think gonna, it'll be a a bit of a surprise winner, maybe. Well, uh, no, I, anyways, I.
0: You know, with the reconfiguration of Atlanta, uh-huh. with the restrictor plates, I, I think it's going to be a known commodity. It's going to be a Blaney and Elliott, a Larson. A, okay, you know, I think it's going to be known commodity on this one. All
1: right, uh, back to the to the standings, though, Chris, the playoff projected standings. Does it feel like the field is set? Do you think this 16 we look at is the 16 unless someone outside this 16 gets a win, which I don't know how likely it is for any of them?
0: Uh, is it is it already time to call the field kind of? No. No, not no, yet. No, because okay. I I think there's some guys out there that are potential winners. Okay. In, Who do you the, got? In the races. Well, as I mentioned, Ryan Blaney. Okay, but he's in the 16, right? Yeah. Um, I, I could see so of the bottom four. Uh-huh. So, 17 through 20. Yeah. Uh, I honestly could see Kevin Harvick and or uh, Eric Jones knocking off a race. Okay. A I, I think he's either one of them. Jones
1: had a good race in Atlanta last... Or no, that was Talladega.
0: Sorry. Yeah. But similar type of track right. kind of now. So, um, I mean, Atlanta's a mile and a half, but it races like a super speedway. Yeah. With know. the new configuration. Right. Should, it, it's interesting. Um, that's for sure. I mean... <sighs> Dare I say it, Austin Dillon could rip rip a win off it, you know, at Atlanta too. Daytona's
1: always a danger for him, for sure. Same with Wallace. I mean, I almost do feel like, though, it's kind of improbable for someone outside the 16 that we have, the 13. I guess I should say, unless we count Blaney. My hopes on Truex are kind of fading for a win. Um, Amos, does it does it feel the same to you, that we just aren't going to get that many more winners? I was talking to you about how on the post-race. Uh, Dale Jarrett's very convinced that we're going to have more race winners. Um, what do you think? We've been talking about this all season. It's a great topic. 14 feels kind of to the point where I'm at, of what I would say, which is sad because I do want the 16. But I, I just don't see it. I don't see 16 here. What about you? Okay, so here's where I'm at on this.
2: I we talked about this earlier in the day. I've done a little thinking. So I either want it to be like 13, 14 race winners, or I want it to be very dramatic and have 17. Oh, like ooh. <laughs> like if we're if if NASCAR's putting all this emphasis on wins, all this emphasis on being first at the end of the stage playoff points, then then let's see the emphasis. Let's see what happens when we're rolling into Daytona for the last regular season race, mm-hmm. restrictor plate track, one of NASCAR's most famed tracks, and we got 16 winners. Or we have 17 winners. And let's be honest, Tyler Reddick has a win. Yes, I get that.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: he only has 441 points to the good. So if Kevin Harvick gets a race win, then he bumps. Kevin Harvick, Eric Amarola, either one of them get a win. They go ahead of Turex, or, or Truex Jr., Blaney, any Sorry. of them guys. They get a win, they bump Redick down. So yeah. at Redick, hell, even um, Austin Cindric, Kurt Busch, them guys have to – Garner as many points in these last eight races. Like this is super important for them guys. Yeah, because you d- you don't want to just say, "Oh, I'm in it on points." Like Ryan Blaney can't just say, "Oh, I'm in on points." Overall points, he's second behind Chase Elliott. But if he doesn't yeah. get a race win, it doesn't matter. We
1: mm-hmm. get sixteen race winners. He's done. <laughs> it does feel like the similar type of conversation of what we said with Denny Hamlin last year. And he, he did get in on points, and there wasn't too many winners to bump him out. But we were getting nervous there for a minute. I don't, I don't know nervous is the right word. But we were speculating, because uh, we don't like him that much to be nervous for him. Uh, but we were speculating, you know, Hamlin's had such a great season as far as, like, overall points. But he hasn't got a win. Is he going to get in? It's like the same type of conversation, where it's like, yeah, you're having a good season, Blaney. Uh, even Truex, you know, you're you're probably in the playoffs if it starts. Uh, but you should really get a win just to yeah. make sure that you do. Well, but see, last year Denny
2: Hamlin was the points leader, the regular season points leader. So did we decide that he would get in based does, on? Well, no. Okay. But
1: he he didn't win it. Remember, Right, but that, But that's why I'm saying. Like,
2: yeah. but, but that's what I'm saying Denny Hamlin was the points leader, so he kind of had that fallback. Yeah. Well, Chase Elliott's got two wins and is the regular season points leader. He so did. he gets another win. He keeps rattling off decent finishes. I mean, The only – like, if if Blaney doesn't – he's second. He's not that far behind. But if he doesn't get a win –
1: Well, okay. Well, so this is – I mean, short answer, Amos, 16 winners uh, happening or not? No. I think – Okay.
2: I just feel like with the jumbled-up races that – I mean, we got a very diverse set of tracks coming up in these next eight races. So two road courses – one that well, yeah. one that last year a driver won that's not eligible again this year to be in the chase. True, um, New hand, You know, just there's just such a diversity in tracks that I feel like it's gonna be. I think you're gonna see guys that have already got some race wins that are gonna work harder to. Like, I mean, I know you said short answer, Ty, but I told you this <laughs> when we were watching the race. Yeah, Chase Elliott wins. Three races, he's for sure in. There is absolutely no, two, no way wins he's is in. No, I know, there's no this, way. But what I'm yeah. saying is, you get that win, you're done. He's a guy that's been good all season. He he hits a he's co favorite this week. You get a guy like Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott. They rattle out some wins because they're figuring out this car on these different tracks that they've mm. been to.
1: Yeah, you might be in trouble if you don't have a race win. All right, well, I do want to look at the schedule because, you know, it's unique (laughs) moving forward Um, and just talk about kind of the, I would call it uh, the wild card factor that it has. We got eight races remaining in the regular season before we start the playoffs. 13 winners right now. It does kind of raise the possibility that there could be more than 16 or around 16 winners, maybe closer to 15. I don't know. Uh, But we look at Atlanta kind of turned into a wild card race now with how it's configured and how it's set up new hampshire i think we can see someone uh dominate that one that is you know kind of a regular pocono it's well, a it's
0: a random race man i mean new hampshire the way i see it it boils down to five guys could win it yeah you know logano blaney uh larson uh william byron hasn't got a win yet and he does well at no, New he Hampshire. has a he has got two oh, wins. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he does. It was does. just so long ago that you don't even yeah. remember But <laughs> William who? Yeah. yeah, exactly. But William Byron, you know, he does well at New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I mean, Harvey does okay at New Hampshire.
1: I like Truex in New
0: Hampshire. Yeah, I like Truex. But at it's New Hampshire, it's not so. a
1: wild card race, right? No, like this one is more predictable. It seems like someone that's already won will win.
0: Uh, moving on, Pocono. You never know. That's, I mean, I would say. Kyle Busch is probably my favorite from Pocono.
1: Yeah, but with the strategy of that race, the uniqueness of that track, it's it's kind of a wild card sometimes. Uh, we got road course at Indianapolis. We saw the chaos that that race offered last year. Hopefully that bump is fixed. But it's a road course. We've had different winners on every different road course. Um, and I think first-time winners on all three of them, uh, yeah, yeah, all three of them were their first wins of their careers. That's kind of crazy. Uh, Michigan. Another race that I think, well, Michigan and Richmond back-to-back, two, guys, two races where we should see the normal guys win, quote-unquote. And then Watkins Glen and Daytona to finish the year, a road course where I do think more of one of the usual hitters will uh, will win, but it's still a road course you never know, and is always a wild card. So I don't want to be like, oh, this is what's going to happen, but we're at 13, there's five wild card races. That's a possibility of five different winners. And three races where I think we'll see your usual guys. But maybe one mm -hmm. of them could be a new winner. It comes back
0: to me, in my mind, it comes back to I hate seeing Daytona on the schedule where Daytona's on the schedule. I
1: love it. I don't know why you hate it. I love it. Well, because
0: (laughs) I just hate the fact that Daytona is truly a wild card. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really depends on where you're at on the last three laps as to whether you're going to win that race or not. Yeah. And the bottom line is, is there's going to be some guys, you know, in that bottom four that I mentioned, they're going to – if they haven't made something happen before Daytona, I mean, Katie, bar the door. It's going to get – you know, it's going to be crazy. It's going be crazy. Well, it's like uh, Dylan, was,
1: Dylan and Reddick going for that last spot last year in Daytona, yeah. and uh, Dylan ends up wrecking. I mean, it's just a track that you don't want to – you don't want to leave your fate up to that track at all. And these guys that are – I mean, it is kind of feeling like a 17-horse race, and it kind of feels like there's four guys out on points right now, and it's really going to come down to
0: Bell I'm, and Harvick, but
1: that's not where I want to be going. I'm if I'm Am- Kevin Harvick being like, oh, don't worry, I'll pull something out of my ass there because I don't think he will.
0: I'm in Amos's corner on this. I'd really like to see 17 or 18 winners. <laughs> That'd be Yeah, insane. if we're going to get to the point, man, <laughs> I mean, just rack uh, it up. That, just, that just, to me, yeah. would just be, it, it'd be wild. <laughs> just Unfortunately, okay, so here's
1: my quick predictions. I'll let you guys... Inside my mind for a minute: Atlanta Blaney, Ooh, I don't know New Hampshire, I don't know <laughs> New Hampshire's Truex. So there's two winners. That gets us to 15. In uh, this, is my honest feelings: Pocono. Um, I think Bush is yeah, Bush is probably a good shout. Either Indianapolis, Bush brother, really? Yeah, Indianapolis. Um, Briscoe was really good there last year, and I think Chastain will be good there this year. Michigan that feels like a usual guy, maybe a Truex type of race. Probably a Larson type of race, Richmond, uh, another usual type of guy. Take your pick, Watkins Glen. I feel strongly with Bush or uh, Joey or Chase Elliott, and then Daytona, it could be, it could be anyone. So there's there's sixteen. There's my there's how you get to sixteen is what I think could happen. But the two guys that win are already firmly in the playoffs in my opinion, and then it just comes down to Daytona potentially so no i don't I don't think I don't think we get sixteen uh but the schedule does offer a potential for chaos, and that's that's what's nice I know
0: Chris you don't like it very much, but it could be fun well i I mean I love Daytona, yeah don't get me wrong, it's just that I hate to see people whose fate is hanging in that race because it's it's not going to end well for somebody. Let me just put it that way. Let's make the
1: pick. Uh, Assuming that we don't have more winners or those winners are Trix or Blaney, because we feel pretty strongly about that, um, about either of those scenarios. If it comes down to Harvick or Bell, uh, Chris, do you you go with Bell or Harvick for the last eight races? Who do you think performs better uh, and gets that last playoff spot? Hmm.
0: Boy, I, I got to go with Bell. You're going to go with Bell. Yeah.
1: Okay. Amos? Old guy, new guy, huh? <laughs> pretty much. Man,
2: and they've both been pretty even through the year, they too. Have. So, yeah, very honestly, similar. Honestly, th- my opinion is that this point too close to call. I think probably just youth and exuberance wins out just kind of by virtue. I mean, mm-hmm. Harvick wasn't able to close the deal last year, so... Yeah, I'd have to say Bell maybe have a slight advantage. He seems to be running just a little bit better. He's qualifying a little better. He's not oh, having yeah, to work just- as hard to keep his higher finishes than Harvick. Yeah. So and and you you know, we talked about this a little bit and we've talked about it more through the season as qualifying's been back to normal. So I, I I think that's going to kind of give every every little bit counts, and that's an edge that'll get bail over the top.
1: Well, funny thing is, both eighteen starts. They're se- well, they're separated by twenty points right now in the drivers' points. Uh, four top t- four top fives for each guy, ten top tens for each guy. They're yeah, literally I mean, running very parallel races, yeah. but. Uh, Bell's just getting a few extra points here and there that's making up What the I think happens, what I see happening
2: okay. is Prediction over this time. next eight races, somebody like it, Kevin Harvick, Eric Amarola, uh-huh. Eric Jones, Austin Dillon, outside, another person outside the top 16 wins a race. So then that kind of puts the pressure on the guys that are in the 16 for races, Blaney, Truex, oh. Bell, people like that. I think they start driving more of a quote-unquote Ross Chastain style race for the <laughs> remainder of the year, okay. and is like, dude, I need a win, so you better get out of the way. So type this deal. is, so I think though. that adds some intrigue and some drama to the last little bit of the regular season. Uh,
1: let's just let's say Austin Dillon does win this weekend in in Atlanta. I mean, essentially, Bell and Harvick are you're left for dead at that point because Blaney is sixty one. Oh, sorry, Martin Truex Jr. sixty one points above the cut line, forty one in front of of Bell. And, and sixty one, essentially in front of uh, Harvick, you're not gonna make that up. Like you're just not gonna make that up. So, ooh, the drama, so that, the potential that, drama.
0: Essentially, that's two races. Yeah. <laughs> it could
1: be. Yeah, you, you exactly. Yeah, I mean that's two races. Two races for
2: leading Harvick. Points for sure.
1: finishing in the stages. Yeah, yeah I mean.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think there could well, be some mayhem over these last eight races. All right, races. final
1: final question. Uh, I do want the short answer on this one. Uh, possibility that someone that's, that's not this 17 that we've talked about, like give me a percent uh, winning in these next eight races, someone like Jones, Amarola, Wallace, even Keselowski, who's dead last in points, but is in a decent equipment. Um, Chris, percentage chance you want to give that?
0: Oh, I'd have to give it at least a 50% chance. At least a 50. A 50-50. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. That makes me nervous. If <laughs> well, I'm Chris Bell, that makes me nervous. Amos, I'm not as, okay. optimistic as optimistic as Chris.
2: I'm going to go with 15% because them guys just, that them drivers you named, they've had their good moments through uh-huh. the season. Yeah. But they're just, they, they're struggling more than they're. Performing. If so you want I my real 50%
1: chance. If you want my real call, uh, I think if anyone can do it, it's gonna be McDowell on one of the road courses with a little bit of luck, right? Like kind of like Almond Dinger got last year in Indianapolis. McDowell with a little luck, or potentially another Daytona Miracle for that guy, which I'm going be mad about at all. But that's that's realistically the only guy I could see that we're that's not really in the picture right now getting a win. Um, I would say Wallace, but if it's only Daytona for him, I don't feel too comfortable with that at all. I mean, we've already talked about how Daytona is too much wild card. Okay. Um, let's move on to the race in Atlanta. I think you guys all know who we're leaning towards. <laughs> um, but Chris, kind of talk about how the track has changed. If you can, uh, go back and remember for us and how it affected the racing. Well, now they, that we've seen it once,
0: they changed the banking on the track to where it's much steeper. Um, uh, They've got new pavement on it, which kind of makes for single-line racing. Now, the pavement could have changed drastically since the springtime because it's been sitting there in the hot Georgia sun. Oh, yeah. You know, sweating. This is sweating. And so the, the the track surface could have changed, you know, quite a bit since the first race because uh, it was brand spanking new at that first race. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it races a lot like a Talladega... Now, I'm going to say more like a Daytona, because I think Atlanta is more of a handling track than, uh, say, Talladega It is. almost
1: feels like a miniature Daytona. Yeah,
0: it does. <laughs> like it the really way it's does. configured now,
1: yeah. very strange. Uh, Amos, do you enjoy the new Atlanta, or do you yearn for the days of the old Atlanta?
2: Honestly, I, I like the old Atlanta, just... It just—I know it was a mile and a half cookie cutter track for NASCAR, but it was—it was a good track. Like it just—it just, it just kind of had that feel of not your same mundane track. It was high speeds. It was mm-hmm. mostly clean racing, but it just there was just something about it that just was a different mile and a halfer. And I feel like they're trying too hard to try and emulate Daytona and Talladega and. Them tracks are just unique in their own self, so let's just let them be what they are. Mm-hmm. And But I won't say I was disappointed with the spring race,
1: but it's I could take or leave how they've configured the tracks. So It definitely makes for a different race. I mean, you have this super speedway feel on a 1.54-mile track now, and it's just... It's so strange because you got a sm- this smaller track and then you got all the cars bunching up in in the two-row drafting type racing. And it's just like, what the heck? <laughs> this track is way too small for that, it feels like. Uh, but it doesn't make the race unique, that's for sure. Uh, what uh, what type of, of racing do you expect then, Chris? You talked about the surface might have changed a little. Uh, do you think we'll see that much different from what we got in the spring?
0: No, because we're tr- we're we're racing with a restrictor plate. And that zaps horsepower. It affects the car's ability to accelerate away from situations. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I think you're gonna see follow the leader in two lines. Maybe somebody'll be real brave and drop down and try and make something happen in the well, middle. Go triple, huh? Yeah. But but the different. track is too narrow, I think, for much of that uh I, yeah. three wide racing. That's yeah, just I agree. my opinion course these guys the way they've been racing this year they'll crap they'll go five wide if they think they can gain something you know
1: (laughs) all right amos any more to air out here in atlanta so the only thing i'd like to point out is
2: this is the first of three tracks that we're repeating on from the regular season where we we're Mm -hmm. coming back a second time it's the first of four tracks that are similar like michigan and california they're not the same track but they're very similar so I kind of tend to agree with Chris. It's going to be a lot of single file, too wide. But I think what you're going to see at this race versus more that we did in the spring is the bigger teams are going to have better uh, data, more to go on for setup. They've got a better handle on the car. What, we were four or five races into the next-gen car at the last Atlanta race, so we were still trying to figure out a lot. So uh, I don't think it's going to be immensely different from the spring race, but there's going to be more of your tier one teams running up front through most of the race, I think. All right.
1: Should we make our picks then? Sure. Yeah, why not? I can't get any red, anyways. All right, so we didn't go over the picks uh, because we were having so much fun talking about Redick in the standings. But I did score two points last week, which brings me up to twenty six. Chris, you didn't score any, and Amos got on the board after seven weeks. I think. um, Yeah, I'm
2: on a roll (laughs)
1: of not scoring, so he's at thirteen now. So the gap has doubled between me and Amos. I don't know if you're gonna make it up, Amos. You really gotta go on a run here. So,
2: well, you could hit a streak of what I got right now. So, yeah, like, but don't get Chris too confident.
1: Is, even Chris is eight points in front of you. <laughs> He's three races in front of you at this point. Yeah. <laughs> we only have like 18 more races. Man. I feel like I'm making good picks, though. That's the problem. You did. No, you did. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it when the show is over. You actually made all your picks. Ended up. In the top seven of what we were looking for, so it was basically I'm not the even same kidding this last week, right? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. All right, uh, let's make our picks for winner, pulse sitter, and who has the best uh, manufacturer day, or day as a manufacturer. I think is would be more correct. So you got three picks on that one. All right, Amos, uh, lead us off. Who wins this race? Second time in Atlanta for the season. So I I know that there's been discussion of Ryan Blaney.
2: Atlanta's not what it oh, was yeah. <laughs> when he's won there last year. It's a restrictor plate. Penske does well on the restrictor plate, but I am not picking Ryan Blaney.
1: Bach. So horrible. I mean, is it? Yes. Why? Chris, tell him. Tell him why this is horrible. Every time I pick Blaney, he's the first <laughs> car out of the race. Ow. He can't handle the pressure. (laughs)
2: Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. And this pick really pains me to make, but I just feel we're due and it's a restrictor plate race. So I'm going with Ross Chastain. Oh, no. (laughs) You have gone with the man that you you, have gone over to the dark side. I'll tell you what, he's like slowly creeping up. Like, I don't know. He's kind of turning into. A Denny Hamlin type person for me. Ooh. I don't know why. I just.
0: I bet Denny wouldn't be happy with that. Who's a. Person. Well, uh, they
2: interviewed. Did you see his interview during the rain, the weather delay in uh, Nashville?
1: Mm-mm.
2: Like, I don't know. I just thought, I'm not going to go into it because it's a long story, but I just was like, dude, you're just Ross Chastain. You're not Dale Earnhardt Sr., you're not Dale <laughs> Earnhardt Jr., you ain't the. Jeff Gordon, like, you're just Ross Chastain. Yeah. And everything that everybody's saying on the broadcast is going to your head. Step it back a little bit, bro. Like, just calm down.
1: The only thing I want to say, but. really, for Ross Chastain is I wish the commentators would stop giggling every oh. time he tries to run people off the road. Because he did it again in this race, and they're all like, "He hee that was funny. I'm like, it's not funny. Like, he's a... And then someone come back and about put him in the grass, and I thought... You know, not that I wish ill will on anybody, maybe except Denny Hamlin. Um, no, <laughs> yeah. that was a joke. Uh, it just would be maybe nice to see Chastain run into the wall for a change and have Justin Marks fix a car, and maybe they won't be like, hee-hee, that's so funny when Chastain does that. Uh, Chris, let's uh, let's yes. get off the side path here and make okay. your pick for race win. Well, he didn't take my
0: choice for race. I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney.
1: So you guys have agreed on a lot of picks, yet you are behind me so i don't know if well i mean here it is he's like he didn't take my pick finally <laughs>
0: okay well here it is so you know penske does well on restrictor plate tracks uh-huh penske does well on the aero type tracks which atlanta has become yeah i i just i'm picking ryan blaney all right that's so my final answer
1: i will say though that i did want to pick both these guys ah, so no you're you're on the <laughs> right <laughs> I'm sure you'll whoever you pick will win so uh, you guys are on the right track that's for sure good job <laughs> The ch- chasing the champ. You'll get there soon. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with a guy that's just kind of tested and true on tracks like this. And uh, I'm going to go in the Hendrick stable and go with Alex Bowman. Oh, Hasn't right. performed, like, exceptional lately, I feel like. Yeah, but we're about due for an Alex Bowman race, no, no. aren't we? When we get on these racetracks, <laughs> yeah. he
0: just finds something. So I, I want to say I can't get behind you on that. But then when I start thinking it through, I'm like, yeah, I can see it happening. <laughs> you like it more and more. Yes, this is excellent. I can excellent. see it happening. This is
1: why I lead the points. All right, uh, Amos, who sits on the pole for
0: this race? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> well, that's why you're not picking first. <laughs> I know it ain't going to matter because he's only going to eliminate one of 36 guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 37. I'm going with William Byron.
1: He go. He's with William.
2: a well. He does well qualifying on restrictor plate. They probably will carry over some momentum. I know it's way back in the day, the spring race, where he led 111 laps and won the race, but I think they—I don't think the, the qualifying setup changes much from the race setup in the spring, but the race setup changes as the race starts. Okay, Chris?
0: I am going to pick Kyle Larson for the post. Kyle post-summer. Larson, okay. And the reason behind that is, is I think he had two really disappointing finishes at Road America last weekend, and I think he's going to come back with a vengeance to prove that
1: oh, okay. I'm, I'm
0: I'm that good. He's that good. Well, Probably I should have picked him for the race winner.
1: but We, we don't need him to prove that. We know he's good. Uh, okay, so qualifying, kind of tough, uh, but I like the mindset with Penske sometimes that you've thrown out there, and uh, I like the young guy that seems to qualify pretty decently, so I'm going to go with Austin Sendrick. Ooh. All right, manufacturer. Uh, there's only three choices, so we will be able to pick the same one. Um, but Amos, lead us off. Who do you think has the best day as a manufacturer? Uh, and just you know, for some insight, Chevys did really well uh, in the spring here, and Ford's right behind them. The Toyotas, uh,
0: as they were in the spring, were Yeah, but I think the Toyotas are a completely different animal now than they were. All
1: right, so do you want spring. to pick the Toyotas there, Chris? Huh? No,
0: I can't because my race winner's in a Ford.
2: Okay. Um, I'm picking Chevy. Chevys, okay. Yeah, six of the top ten finishers. They seem to be racing. They're a little more sporty lately uh-huh. across all tracks. So yeah, Chevy for sure.
0: Chris, I like Amos's choice, but I'm gonna go with Ford. Okay, Fords, just for the race winner, huh? Yeah. Well, no, for the for the best team.
1: <laughs> but you picked a Ford. Well, the, for be, the, race, the right? best manufacturer. For so the if if like Ford wins the race, but Chevy gets the next top nine spots. Does Ford have the best day? No. Well, they won the race.
0: But they didn't have the best day. Who gets day? the winner's
1: check? Ford. Ford. All right, Um, right. I'll go with Chevys, too. Same reasoning for, for what Amos had to say. Uh, Anything else to add in their picks? Amos, you need I some I could use some, 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 some help love. so anybody out there in NASCAR land, you know. Come on, Dane. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I don't know. I just think it's going to be oh. like, so we picked Alex Bowman, Ross Chastain. <laughs> Yeah, Brian Blaney. Like, yeah, it's just gonna be one of them days where people are just beating on
1: each other. I just have a feeling. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get the weather report for Atlanta, courtesy of of Chris over there, our residential mm. weather man on the show. Uh,
0: well, uh, Saturday, Friday, and Saturday is uh, mid nineties, but the chance of rain is fifty eight percent. And when you're in that part of the oh, country. No. And Sunday's eighty-four. When you're in that part of a country, of the country, and they forecast rain in the summertime, it's pretty likely it's going to happen.
1: All right, so maybe a potential Monday viewing
0: of the race, potentially, except. They're definitely forecasting rain on Monday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe a potential
0: Tuesday viewing of the race. Maybe we will watch the
1: race and then do our show. Uh, okay, well that's nice. Uh, hopefully it doesn't get rained out. Uh, let's wrap it up and get out of here. Amos, final thoughts as we head into Atlanta. Eight races left. Another first-time winner. Five on the season now. What do you want to leave us? So with? no first-time winner at this race. Okay, I think yeah. Like I said earlier it's be in the program,
2: a repeat. I'm pushing for either 14 or 17 race winners. That's a very big number, like gap. Yeah, but like, you know, if, if NASCAR wants to generate some drama, man, put 17 race winners, mm. put 16 race winners. Well, 17 by the time we're at Daytona. 20. Let's, let's do just 20. make it so that it's 17 going into, I mean, obviously, yeah, you could do that. But but let's, let's do 13. 17 race winners. When no. we go into Daytona and have it be so that one of the guys that have a win that's uh, on the outside looking in has to win that be do crazy?
1: whatever to win the race, right? And Austin Cindric. <laughs> oh, I've written the storyline. Cindric has the lowest points, right? So he gets he's the guy sitting seventeenth as we head in Daytona. He's he's got a win, but it's not enough. And he won the five hundred. How awesome! And he goes back and wins Daytona again to get into the chase. Yeah, we've don't? written the script perfectly um, hopefully not though that's that's not a great script <laughs> Chris
0: what's your final thoughts on today's show well I think you are going to have a first time winner this year at uh, Atlanta and it's going to be Ryan Blaney okay good <laughs> I hope so for your pick at least well no I mean I think you know I think my pick is a, a solid pick okay well
1: that's good lots of confidence after a, a goose egg last week so that's nice uh, yeah. All right, we're getting that out of here. The race will be at uh, 3 Eastern, of course. We can't have a nice kind of early race. So right when the rainstorm rolls in, I'm sure we'll have that race, uh, 3 Eastern. It'll be on USA Network. You can
0: watch it on the NBC Sports app, well, as we figured out. I have uh-huh. one other thing to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I spent some time farther north than Georgia, but in Maryland. Uh-huh. But trust me, this time of the year, when they forecast rain, it's going to happen.
1: Well, so, okay, maybe expect and it's a gonna Monday, in the afternoon. Tuesday, Could hopefully be Wednesday. not Wednesday <laughs> race. It's not that far away from home base in Atlanta, but uh, we don't want to push too far out. So, all right, guys, enjoy the race. We'll be back to break it all down and look forward to New Hampshire the only race in new england if you haven't heard that commercial so get your tickets uh, <laughs> and i'm like wait watkins glenn is that not i don't know i don't know the geography someone will have to tell me yeah, well, um uh, all right East, we're gonna North get out of here you guys enjoy the race have a nice day have a nice rest of your day as well and uh we'll talk to you next week peace out
2: Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Electric Sports Talk. Join us in future episodes as we discuss all things U.S. soccer, collegiate sports,
0: mixed martial arts, motorsports, the NFL, MOB, and the Olympics. If you enjoy our content, follow us on Instagram and Twitter or shoot us an email to Electric Sports Talk at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and subscribe. Thanks for
1: listening.